buy guys that are going to be on TV because that's who's going to get the exposure and that's who people are going to want to buy. Welcome back, everyone, to Slab Stocks FC. My name is Aaron, your host. I am joined here today by Treadway21 on Instagram. Please give him a follow. Uh, he's a soccer coach and is here to share some prospecting information with us and development uh, tips and tricks in the soccer market and different things you guys can take home. So thank you so much for joining me. Uh, intro yourself, how you got into soccer cards and what you got going on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. So um, I grew up playing soccer from age four until the end of my high school career. Uh, I played goalkeeper. Uh, that was my primary position. I had the opportunity to play a little bit in college, um, chose not to, um, just because I was playing soccer my whole life. So I got kind of burnt out, but still remained an avid fan. Um, that kind of transformed into me becoming a coach after I graduated college. I coached varsity soccer for five years. Now I primarily work as like a strength and conditioning coach for soccer players, um, a little like underdeveloped soccer players, I want to say. So like smaller schools, kids that aren't getting the exposure, um, you know, trying to give them every advantage they they can to, to make it to the next level. Um, once I started coaching, you know, I was watching a lot of game film for high school, but then also professional as well. And uh, I kind of started collecting with MLS cards. So I live in Columbus, Ohio. I'm a Columbus Crew season ticket holder. And I just started buying cards of players I liked. So, you know, they're not worth a ton, but um, buy my favorite players, Jossie Zardes, a U.S. men's national team player, uh, Will Trapp, another men's national team player. And then being a goalkeeper, I started going heavy into Zach Steffen because, um, you know, I thought he was a tremendous talent. And then that just kind of evolved everything from there. The soccer market kind of boomed and it made my uh, some of those cards that I was picking up for a couple bucks worth something. Yeah, when did when were you buying those MLS cards? Because it's it's funny because I feel like most people would start in the you know worldwide market and then move to MLS if they want something else to do. But that's cool. You started in MLS. Yeah, and so I was picking those up a few years ago, really wow. when like Zardes came about, um, when he came to the crew from the Galaxy, um, and then Will Trap was kind of like a fan favorite. So I picked up a couple of his like tops autographs, and those cards aren't worth anything, but um, it's right. still cool just because I've been picking them up for a while now, um, and yeah. MLS cards still aren't big, but. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Awesome. How do you see what you're doing in coaching, you know, transpire over the soccer card market? Because so much of what you do and knowing the game itself, that was like what it was for me with basketball. I had such a good advantage when I used to do basketball cards a lot because I knew the game. I played so much. Um, how does that help you in, in the soccer card market? Because there's a lot of people out there who don't know how to identify those talents and and to see them before they, you know, get big out in the in Europe and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the number one thing for for soccer cards and soccer players is going to be exposure, right? Like, I'm a Newcastle United fan, and they're not very good, and they're never going to be very good. They're never going to be on the top of of anything. Um, so you know, I'm not saying go invest in you know Newcastle prospects or anything like that, but you want to find guys that are linked to winning clubs and guys that are going to get a lot of exposure because if you're you know you could have a guy that has all the talent in the world, but if he never really goes to a top club, you're never really going to see a return if you're just primarily investing in soccer guards. Yeah, um, for sure. And then from there, you want to look at guys that um, 
the the big thing that I see in coaching and when I'm trying to promote a guy to the next level, be it college, um, primarily division three, division two is IQ and field awareness. So to kind of relate that to, to the card market, you're really not going to invest a ton in defensive players and goalkeepers. So being a goalkeeper myself, I said I was going hard <laughs> on uh, Zach Steffen, but he's kind of like a big man in in basketball. You know, they're fun to collect. And if he's good and on a good team, you'll see a little bit of value there, but you're never mm-hmm. going to hit big on a goalkeeper card. Same yeah. kind of with defenders. People want the creative player. They want somebody that can score. And I'm looking for a guy that can work well in small spaces, but still see vision of the entire field. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, when I'm watching highlight film on YouTube or whatever about like an up and coming player that I might like, um, I'm looking for his ability to get his other players involved. And then, you know, just his raw skill, you know, is he able to finish? Is he taking bad touches? You know, because that all gets amplified when they hit the next level. If you have a yeah. guy that's poor touches and then he gets into the champions league and the bright lights shine, what do you think is going to happen? Right, right. So was Jaden Sancho a guy you were big on when he was coming up? So I was big on, you know, being a U.S. men's national team fan and having a weird link because um, Greg Berhalter used to coach the crew. Now he's the, the coach for the U.S. men's national team. So I started following Pulisic. Um, yeah, he was, you know, cause he was with Dortmund from age like 15 to 20. So yeah. I was streaming Dortmund games, watching him. And then that kind of evolves and you find other players. Um, from that, I started watching, uh, Sancho and I watched him play and I really like his skill. Really wish he would have got loaned out because I don't really, I, the Bundesliga is great. Um, you know, much better than the MLS. I watch a lot of the times, but, um, I'm just, you know, you want him to be in the prim. You want him to be on the biggest stage that there is. Yeah, gotcha. For sure, for sure. So have you seen successes in the soccer car market with pulling this stuff over and incorporating, you know, what you're doing either in coaching or what you're doing while watching film and and applying that? Because, you know, you can do it multiple different ways. You can either use social media, you can watch highlights, or you can just throw darts at a dartboard. But is this strategy kind of working for you so far? Yeah. And again, it's kind of hit or miss and it it depends on that exposure. So, you know, Pulisic being, I I don't want to say that, you know, I was prospecting Pulisic because I think he had been deemed from a young age to be the next U.S. superstar, but the ability to see that talent and see that he's going to gain um, traction from a bigger club is huge because if you can find a guy before they make it to the prim or make it to one of these top levels, um, that's going to be huge because I was picking up Christian Pulisic cards for a few dollars a piece. And those yeah. cards are now selling, you know, again, you get the fear of missing out. I wish I would have bought more then. Um, and there have definitely been some misses too, right? I said I was a goalkeeper. So I was always, you know, big on the goalkeeper cards and those don't usually pan out. Um, there are a couple other guys that I was picking up, but, um, you know, most of this stuff looked like good buys at the time just because the markets evolved so much. Um, yeah. but then there, there's definitely players that I've missed on, whether that be injury or, you know, they haven't really made it to a big time club yet. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of Christian Pulisic, what are your favorite cards of him either to invest in, to collect, to buy? And do you do, you know, rookie cards, actual cards or, or stickers or, or both? 
Yeah. So I know everybody, you know, you always see the debate cards versus sticker and the sticker does come first um, in a lot of cases. And, you know, that's seen as the the true rookie investment piece. But for Pulisic, I'm a collector and a fan. So I want something that I can probably display. Um, I go, my, my favorite set is the Topps Chrome. Um, mm-hmm. so collecting the refractors, the photo variation refractors, numbered refractors. I have a couple at PSA right now. I know I saw you had the orange one and I was, I was pretty jealous of that one. That's a, that's a nice card. I did have um, the orange BGS 10. I bought it raw for 30 bucks in March. That's unreal. $30. Think, and that one's numbered out of 25, 25. That's unreal. Yeah. I, I, had, I, I had the gold. I have the goal of the PSA 9-2 and blue that got a um, – I actually sold that raw. What do you have? Uh, I have – my. I should have bought it forever ago, but those cards don't pop up a lot, especially raw. I picked up the green out of 99, but I unfortunately picked it up too late. I picked it up this year, and I it, it was pretty expensive. Yeah. Um, but I picked up like the purple variation, which is numbered. I, I think it's like 299 or something. Yeah, 250. 250. Yeah. I, I mean, I picked it up for $15 yeah. and you know, those cards, you know, especially in PSA 10 go crazy. I'm looking at it right now, but my favorite one I have, um, you know, with, with players, you know, kind of going back to the sticker, I like to have them in a current uniform, right? So yeah. that the Chelsea card to me is cooler now. Cause that's who he's with if he ever leaves. Um, so that's why I pick up a lot of the U S men's national team. So I'm really big on his select stuff. Um, yeah. But his immaculate, I have a patch booklet out of thirty-five. Yes, that um, card's sick. It's it's pretty sweet. That's probably my prized Pulisic possession. Yeah, and uh, question here: two thousand nineteen Prism EPL, the the Pulisic in that. What do you think of him holding up the Chelsea jersey? Do you actually treat it as like a desired card? Because when I was going about my soccer investing a year ago, I pretty much wrote that card off. I said, I know it's his first card with Chelsea kit. But I hated, I hated how he's holding it up like he's at a press conference. I, I just thought like this is not how sports cards are supposed to be. I did buy his kaboom in the Chelsea because it did feature it actually in the kit. I know that's probably Photoshop, but still, um, I, I picked that one up for like fifty dollars. But I mean, what do you what do you think about that that one where he's holding it up? I don't like it. I picked up the autograph and I paid thirty five dollars for it. That's a good buy. <laughs> And I, I actually recently sold it. I picked up two autographs at the same time. I picked up the select um, USA kit because he's always going to be on the USA. Um, yeah. And then I picked up the the Chelsea as well. And then I recently, um, being from Columbus, I go to Card Collector 2 store and he's a big Pulisic guy too. Oh, awesome. So I, I sold him the Chelsea kit one because I'm not a huge fan of that card, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan either. And they were they were so dirt cheap. I mean, silver's for a couple bucks. Now they're a couple hundred. But at the same time, or they were. I don't know if they're still a couple hundred. But either way, that card that card's super hot. Uh, my favorite Blizzard card, if I can share. I, I still have an Eminence Patch Auto out of 10 I got mm-hmm. of him. And I think the Eminence cards are super sweet. I have a couple Patch Autos from that set of Ronaldo and Luis Suarez. But, um, yeah, I think that's awesome. I think you definitely have to – get in and collect where you enjoy too. You know, obviously like you could have, you, you would have known probably that Mbappe would have made you more money over that same amount of time, but it's, it's also about the collecting along the way, which is cool to hear you collecting those MLS cards two years ago. Cause you know, there's been a lot of people that have jumped in just to get in on the big guys to make some money. But 
uh, cool to see where you started and where you've came to now with the car market. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the Kaboom card. I remember going into Ryan's shop and he had a Kaboom for $60 right oh. before um, the pandemic hit. And I kept, I kept passing on it because I'm like, it's a Chelsea kit. I'd rather have the USA version. And the, yep. the guy who bought it, Ryan told me last week that he got a nine five on it. And I'm like, yeah. I could have had it for $60 and now I just watched one on eBay go for like $450 and it's just, yep. it's unreal. Um, do you have a, a select USA one, the one from 2017? Cause that card is sick. That one's rare and really cool. I do. I do have a, I, I like die cuts. Yeah. So I have a, a die cut. Um, I didn't pick up a ton of, actually I'm, I'm really big on the revolution set. I, I love yeah. revolution cards. So I was picking up a lot of the, the numbered parallels of revolution at the time. I really like revolution too, specifically for basketball, just cause that's what I'm the biggest in. But uh, what, what's your favorite parallel from revolution? Cause there's some really cool numbered ones out there. So actually my favorite one, it's called magma. Um, yes. He has yep. an autographed magma. That is, is pretty awesome. I remember seeing those going for like $75 and I didn't pick one up. I've got a couple like sunburst and some other, numbered stuff but the magma i really regret not picking that up yeah i remember there were some galactics under a hundred dollars of those when i was first getting to i remember august is august of 2019 when i was looking i was watching some messy revolution galactic psa 10s and all those too they were ending for like 100 to 200 dollars, and it's got to be a four-figure card for sure by now and probably 2000 or something but just wild what's happened to to the market and to all these sets and you know, it really makes me wonder where does it go from here? And I want to hear your take on that. Where does soccer go from here? What What are we looking at? What are different ways that people can get involved today? Like, how can they start? Well, again, I wouldn't wait a, a long time because there are some key dates coming up. Um, the, obviously, the big one is 2022 World Cup. And then if you want to look at a little bit further as a longer term investment, 2026, it's going to be the North American World Cup. Um, that's going to bring a lot of exposure. Uh, we've got uh, UEFA Europa League, it starts, I believe, in August of next year. Um, and then the group stage of Champions League just started. So, yeah, you know, th those guys that that you see, I know Mbappe took a dip. Um, you know, it's kind of like LeBron. The, the Champions League run was kind of built into his price. So his price was topping out. And then, you know, they lost Champions League final. His prices dipped. Um, you know, now would be a good time to start picking up Mbappe or those guys that you think can make a run in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, lots of opportunity. And I, I also think the more that people that actually are fans of soccer start to learn about the cards and want to get the cards, the, the bigger it can go. Because we saw it over the last seven months of people and who are fans of basketball, again, the basketball cards, uh, same thing happened. And I think there's just a lot of uncharted ground in terms of uh, – what audiences in soccer and, and who's looking to get into it over the next two years. Um, so I think that there's going to be some special moments for people. I also would, would uh, I'm going to say, I want to get this out there somehow. I didn't know how, but I was doing this YouTube video is I think that if you're looking at the Euro and 2022 world cup, possibly 2026, you have to be ready to sell leading up to it or right when it starts. Um, we've seen like, like you said, with the champions league run, people are buying, because of what it can be in the future. Once that event's done, you know, it's done. Like that people don't want to buy it anymore. I mean, they will still, but prices will go down a bit um, to capture the highest value and even not the peak because no one can predict the peak. 
I, I would recommend selling some leading up to the event, some at the beginning of the event, and maybe holding some of those guys you think can make the finals, like for the World Cup or whatnot, because um, that could also be huge for their prices too. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're looking at the young guys, right, um, there's there's a couple guys on the U.S. roster. Again, you know, go back to collecting who you like. I liked Christian Pulisic and it worked out. Um, there's a couple guys on the U.S. roster that I really like, like uh, Conrad De La Fuente um, could be huge. So, you know, when his stuff comes out, he's on the U20 men's national team. He plays on Barcelona's um B side right now. He's a real young guy. Um, start picking his stuff up and then, you know, you can get it at such a cheap price point that you can have it, you know, send it to grade if that's what you want to do, hold on to it. And then as the run up occurs, you know, you're probably looking at 2026 for him, start offloading it, um, get your money back, make some money. And then you have, you know, kind of a stockpile. That's what I did with Pulisic, you know, when he started to get that first run at out Chelsea, run out at Chelsea. Um, and then he had the hat trick and his stuff kind of exploded. I was able to sell off some of the stuff. It hurt a little bit, but sell off some of the stuff, but then you still got a nice stockpile left. Yeah, to- totally agree with that. Like you said, De La, F- De La Fuente, is that his name? Yep. Yep, what, what's, what, yeah. What's the, what's the Carter sticker to pick up of him right now? Um, I haven't checked to see if there's anything. I know he had a sticker at one point, um, but I haven't really looked at anything um, to see. I just remember searching on eBay. It's been a few months ago and there wasn't really anything. There was a sticker. I don't know the legitimacy behind it, but he's not really in a ton of products right now. So, you know, when he comes out in a product, um, kind of like, uh, when Weston McKinney was, was just starting to come on the scene, I picked up a ton of his Donruss for two to $3 a piece. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're not super high dollar cards right now, but as we lead up, um, you know, I think that Donruss is, is his first, you know, card and it's a USA kit. Um, yeah. he's obviously with Juventus right now. Um, but as you pick up that card so cheap, you're able to move off of them, um, as the run up, uh, for the world cup comes. Yeah. And keep that in mind, you know, have, have those names ready. So when their cards do hit, you're gonna be the first ones there because Gio Reyna, um, his first card hit in, in tops Chrome Bundesliga. And right when that hit, maybe, you know, I know people obviously knew about him and soccer investors, but clearly more people learned about him as he started to get more play with uh, Dortmund. And now his, his tops Chrome is really high up there. Is he a guy you checked out at all or wanted to get into as a USA fan? Yeah, those guys, uh, not as a USA fan, but, you know, I said I'm a Newcastle fan, but I watch a lot of Chelsea because of Pulisic. But the guy, kind of to your point, um, Callum Hudson-Odoi, I really enjoyed watching him play. He never really had a card until this past um, EPL Prism. You know, Mm -hmm. the first round of Prism was his rookie card. I'm sure he's got a sticker out there, but again, I'm not a huge sticker guy. That Prism is his, like, it, that's going to be his iconic rookie card. And yeah. when that product came out, his, his prism rookie cards, the base and, you know, the parallels were a couple bucks a piece. Then prison picked up steam and now they're, you know, getting up there in price, but just getting in when, you know, it's a young guy, a young product, the first players to get picked over are the superstars. Everyone's searching for the politics. They're searching for the Mbappe, the Ronaldo, the Messi. Some of these young guys are kind of getting looked over and you can get them at a pretty cheap price point. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree on that. And I can see people who know soccer really well doing that. One of my buddies who actually was on the show to the very first episode, uh, Oren, he's been looking at some guys in that Prism EPL set because he just knows knows the rookie cards in that set and knows the players. I mean, it helps a ton. And speaking of Callum Hudson-Odoi, I had quite a bit of him. I had a blue shimmer, uh, number eight from that set. I had blue ice out 75, the blue out 199. I had hyper and silver. Um, those are cool cards. The blue shimmer, I got just destroyed on that grade. It got a six, I think. Oh, um, wow. t- totally missed in the front bottom right. There was a little a little bend on the corner, but because it's a shimmer, it looked like it blended in with the with the pattern. Um, yeah. Got a six. I ended up still making a couple hundred bucks on it, which is oh, yeah, just because just to the point how much the soccer market increased. I bought this last August for two hundred dollars. Was able to sell a PSA six for like four hundred in uh, over the, this past summer. All right. Uh, anything, any last words for anyone looking to get into soccer, how, how they can do so, what are some big things they should think about just anything from your experience of collecting soccer? Yeah, absolutely. So the number one thing is collect players that you like. Um, if you're a soccer fan, you know, I spent a lot of money on the Pulisic green because I didn't do it, you know, when it came out. Um, but at the end of the day, if I like the card, it doesn't matter if I make any money off of it. And if, Pulisic, he's had a little bit of injury concern. If he gets injured and has never really sees his full potential, I still have the card that I like. Um, you know, he's still always going to be popular in the U.S. Um, buy positions that will favor you if you are investing. You know, don't buy the goalkeepers. Don't buy the, um, you know, I really like Reese James for um, Chelsea, but he's a defender. He's not really going to ever see that huge pop. Whereas a guy like Callum Hudson Odoi, who, you know, could, you know, score goals, he's going to be in on the attack. Um, he's going to get the pop when Chelsea's doing well. So, so by players that are going to see that rise, you know, kind of like in basketball where you avoid big men for the most part. Um, and then make sure that the player is going to have exposure because if I'm buying, you know, my favorite Newcastle player, but Newcastle never does anything and they're finishing 15th in the EPL. Nobody's ever going to want their cards, especially right. if they're not on a huge national club. So buy players that are going to be in the running for Champions League finals in the World Cup finals Buy guys that are going to be on TV because that's who's going to get the exposure and that's who people are going to want to buy. Awesome. Those are some really great uh, points there for people to think about. I think it's a great way to end it. Uh, Everyone go give Treadway21 a follow on Instagram. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. This was another Sunday episode of Slab Stocks FC, and we'll see you all next week.